That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, Hoflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by Jeremy Cobb. But Sonia calls me Remy C. Remy C, so cute! Yeah, it is a very cute. Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Get into something real big now. Yeah. But like I want to name. It is a very cute. I want to name like a little pet Remy C. Like, hey Remy C. Yeah. What's up, Remy C? Come here. Yeah. <laughs> why is he? Why are you New Zealand? Why are you from know. New Zealand now? <laughs> Come yeah. on, Remy oh, C. I don't know. You just Remy C. You know me and Remy C. <laughs> and you're specifically Korg. Yep. From New Zealand. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's where my brain went. Okay. That's <laughs> where my brain went. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you where my brain's going. Where's your brain going? It's going to one D and D. No, that's right. Not more. They, one they D&D. came out with another installment. <laughs> why are you so tired of one D and I know why you I'm tired of one D and I'm curious why are you tired? <laughs> <laughs> oh Matt, no, I'm joking. I I do genuinely enjoy. I love the one D and D stuff. This is great. This is like this is legitimately like a birthday or Christmas. Just new stuff potentially coming out. Mm. This is great. Um. Some of it is very, very. I, I, I actually am. Uh, I'm running a a game for some folks, and we're actually incorporating the inspiration rule, which I believe appears oh, in this yeah. one in pretty much the same form as it appeared in the second one. Okay. Uh, okay. And I, yeah, it's. I really like it. Where you, when you roll a nat one, you gain inspiration. Yes. Uh, just automatically. So it's like, oh, okay. It's it's similar to adversity tokens in like the kids on vehicles games. Games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so it works I, nice. yeah, definitely. Uh, so we uh, are going to cover the clerics and species uh, UA, which has just been, uh, as of recording this, has just been uh, released, um, and we'll be covering mm-hmm. it in much the same way that we've done with our other one D and D stuff. Interesting that we've got clerics next. Um, I think we've uh, oft oft talked about the cleric. I think it's uh, it can be it can feel a little subclass dependent for me. Some some clerics seem to really slap hard others don't seem to do particularly much uh, do a lot so uh, i haven't had a chance to read over a lot of this yet so i'm excited to get my raw <laughs> reactions to this <laughs> all right here we go here we go uh, <clears throat> should we yeah. should we jump on in uh one thing so right off the bat um still wisdom uh they're mm-hmm. part of the priest class group uh, which, which includes I Druids had forgotten that that was one of the class group. Yeah, so yes. it's experts, mages, priests, and warriors. warriors yeah. And yeah, it appears that they moved. So they have the experts, bard, ranger, rogue, and then also artificer. But for some reason, that's not being released in the. the, the I don't know why like, it's on like an asterisk. Name. Like it's it's a it's a, one of the classes. Like a, uh, <laughs> just just release it. Like make it a fundamental part of the game. Anyway, yeah. Uh, then you have the mages, which are sorcerer, warlock, and wizard. Uh, and then you have the priests, which are cleric, druid, paladin. Uh, and then you have the warriors, barbarian, fighter, monk. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. And- uh, it is part of the police group. It's wisdom. Um, I believe in terms of the the spell casting, that's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the original, you still start with three cantrips, uh, two first level spells. I think that progression is pretty much identical. Um it's still 1d8 is your hit die. Yep. Um, you are, I think, proficient in the same saving throws. Let me just check. Um, proficient in, uh, yep, same ones, wisdom and charisma. Uh, you are still proficient in, in simple weapons. You are, you got um, uh, medi- light armor, medium armor, and shields, which is the same. All of that stuff is pretty much identical, uh, except the next 
I, I was trying to see. I think the next big change, or the, rather the first big change, happens when you get to Channel Divinity. Mm. Because the current channel divinity uh, is different from the from the uh, the one that they're preparing or for the, the one that they're proposing. Rather, first of all, you don't get channel divinity at level one currently. You get it at level two, uh, uh, and with true. your channel divinity ability, yeah. yes, and with your channel divinity abilities, um, you let me see. I believe, yeah, you can only use it one time, starting with uh, in the in the current setup. Mm. You only use channel divinity one time. Uh, between, I believe, long rests. No, short rests. Short rests. It's short rests. Uh, then uh, at 6th level, you can use it twice. 18th level, you can use it three times. And your fundamental channel divinity ability is turn undead, which at higher level becomes destroy undead. Uh, and then you gain a secondary ability from your subclass. Whereas with the new version, you start at level 1 with channel divinity, mm -hmm. and this one re recharges on a long rest, and right off the bat, you can use it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So right off the bat, yep. you can use it more Boom. times than before. Straighten. And the effects are different. So before it was just turn undead. Now you have divine spark. Ooh. So as a magic action, which is a new kind of action that they have established, uh, you you essentially you uh, point at a creature uh, within thirty feet of you and use uh, you you focus divine energy. You can roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency bonus and add the rolls together. And you either restore hit points to the creature equal to that total, or force the creature to make a con save. On a failed save, they take radiant damage equal to the total and they take half on a successful save, rounded down. So okay. right off the bat, at level one, you can drop uh you two can drop at D6. least two D8s of two healing D8s. or two D8s of damage Oof. on anybody uh uh twice per long rest. Which okay, is so nice. clerics be strong early game. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, their their spell list was already was always ridiculous. Like yeah. the two of the 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 I would argue probably the two best damaging first level spells are inflict wounds and guiding bolt, mm. uh, which are both redonkulous. And those in clerics are the ones you get those. But the other thing you get, you get two uses or you get two potential functions mm. of channel divinity. You now get turn undead, which is different than before. So it's again a magic action. Each undead within 30 feet of you has to make a wisdom save if they fail their saving throw it is dazed for one oh, minute or okay. until it takes any damage while you are incapacitated until or you are incapacitated or die so it's there's sort of it's almost like a baby concentration element mm. uh while dazed in this way the only action the creature can take is the dash action and if it moves it must end that move farther from you than where it started so the original one i think forced creatures to just flee yes like they they yes. had to flee Mm. There was uh, there was nothing. It just said, um, let's see. Yeah, they just have to use, they must spend their turns trying to move as far away from you as they can. And it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It, they also can't take reactions. Whereas in this version, uh, they, they, they can move theoretically just... Yes, and they can't, and also they're dazed, and I will tell you what dazed means, because that's a new condition yeah, that's a, that, that's they have in, condition. that they have introduced. I just wanted to uh, so dazed. Yes, throw off uh, just straight off the back, because I think that the, uh, just very quickly, just the use of the, the magic action, uh, as uh, I, I, I quite like this, because I think this potentially mm -hmm. fundamentally clears up one of the things that I think we still consistently get when playing with new players, which is that you can't do a spell, even if it's a spell it has a casting time of a bonus action, you can't do two spells in the same round. I think technically mm. you can't do a cantrip and a spell in the same round. Is that correct? You can. Yes, you can do a cantrip oh, you can and a do spell. A cantrip you just can't do two level spells. Two level spells. On a turn. It, you can't do two level spells on the same turn. So I think that potentially yeah. that it will help to clarify that because there might be certain spells or certain abilities that maybe let you use two magic actions in a turn. Which uh, I well, think yeah, is I can tell you right now, uh, that that rule's gonna change. Okay, interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. I heard I heard from folks who would know that rule's gonna change. <laughs> okay, cool. Jeremy so... Crawford uh, confirmed that rule's gonna change. To Jeremy, feel free to tweet that out. Tag both Jeremy and <laughs> Jeremy Crawford. Tag the two Jeremys <laughs> uh, oh, because that's exactly where that source came from. <laughs>
Who knows? <laughs> I'm fully kidding. Easily, I there are a lot of wizards people at D&D. That, exactly. That's a, that is, I want to just clarify now that's 100% not true. <laughs> I'm just being an ass. <laughs> Jasper has no idea where I got that I, from because yeah, I don't I'm think truly, I told him. I truly have no idea. <laughs> um, but the day's condition means that you can only move or take one action on your turn, not both. And you also can't take a bonus action or a reaction. And as, as the turn on dead feature says, the only action they can take is the dash action. So mm. I would say still very effective. It's still like equally as effective. Oh, yeah. They just are not forced to run away from you. Mm. Uh, and I actually found magic action. We can define what magic action is for folks. Right. So it says when you take yep. the magic action, you, t you cast a spell that has a casting time of an action, or you use a feature or a magic item that requires a magic action to be activated. If you cast a time, if you cast a spell that has a casting time of one minute or longer, you must take the magic action on each turn of that casting, and you must maintain concentration while you do so. Ooh. If your concentration is broken, your spell fails, but you don't expend a spell slot so that's if you were huh. in the middle of a battle and you for some reason were like i'm gonna cast a spell that lasts that takes a minute, a minute to, cast, to cast and you're just there yeah <laughs> what that rounds. also means <laughs> what that means is you can take bonus actions while while preparing yeah. the spell that's to be fair you can take bonus actions if, and reactions theoretically yeah if you had a decent so, if you had a decent enough bonus action it could almost be worth it i still don't yeah. know what spell it is that you'd need to charge up. For uh, it. Uh, is a holy weapon? No, there's there's magic. There's a web. There's one where you summon a weapon and mm. as a bonus action and send it after people. I think call lightning. Oh no, call lightning works as a bonus action, so that's concentration. But you could do uh, counter spell oh. as a reaction. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I was more thinking. I don't know what spell that would take a minute. It's like Gaius or something. Oh maybe? yeah, is Gaius? No, that's ten minutes. I don't think. I think no, Gaius. I think Gaius is an action. Is Let me it? check. Oh, well. Uh, I think Gaius, I thought Gaius was an action. Uh, let's see. Well, we're about to find out. Nope. No. Casting time one minute. You are correct, yeah. sir. There we go. So that's like that's like one I could maybe imagine might yeah. pay off. Like if you were like, you're thinking, okay, this thing is like going to be impossible to beat. But if you can keep it off me for like, you know, six rounds, which is still a tall mm -hmm. ask, <laughs> but like it could pay off, you know, because Gaius is like a particularly... Yeah. Uh, well, for ten powerful. rounds, because each round is six seconds. You got to keep oh, it's, oh, for of ten rounds. I, I did the math the wrong way around in my brain because I was like, I knew it was, I was like sixty, I was like per round, and I, for some reason I was like, oh, it's ten seconds. No, it's not. You're right. Absolutely, it's yeah, ten rounds. No. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> screw it. You're never gonna need to use that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, the other big thing. Uh, prepared spells, they're still preparing spells. As we said, I think all of the classes are probably going to be preparing spells this time. But this is something that maybe... I don't know if this is new for this one or if, if we missed it for the bard. Clerics can prepare cantrips. This is interesting. This So is you really no longer learn cantrips. You prepare them. You just know all the spells and then you choose which ones to prepare. And that's Ooh. at level one. You can prepare cantrips. That's really interesting. That definitely would throw up some some big old... I'd, I'd be very happy if that's the case, because I think that uh, there are some cantrips that become completely pointless uh, later, late, yep. in later game. Um, and I think that in later game, it's probably a lot more helpful to have the, like, um, more... Uh, what you call it, like utility cantrips, because like realistically, you're gonna have so many spell slots and abilities and stuff that you're probably not gonna need, like you know, unless you're a warlock, obviously, mm -hmm. you're not gonna need that many like damage cantrips anymore, uh, most likely. Yeah, well, so, I mean, some of them maybe are good, but yeah, that's honestly, what I mean. Yeah, action economy wise, it'd be very unlikely that you'd actually want to use, or if you're down to yeah. the dregs where you're using an action cantrip, then you're probably in more trouble than anyway yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're kind of screwed yeah. anyway um yeah so yeah uh, but there is worse. one there is one cantrip that i do want to highlight that mm. has changed yep. one of the the quintessential cleric cantrips guidance has yes. changed okay. guidance is still a is still a uh is still a a cantrip but it is now a reaction Instead of an action, the current version of Guidance is you touch a creature, Ooh. and then I think for the next one minute, they can use a D4, uh, and they can take a D4 and add it to one skill check, mm -hmm. I believe, that they take within the next minute. Uh, this is a reaction, which you take in response to you or an ally within 10 feet of you, failing an ability check. So we're bringing back sort of the bard thing with bardic inspiration being a reaction. Right, we're doing yeah. the same thing here. Uh, and now it's they can roll a D4 and add the number rolled to the check, potentially 
eventually turning it into a success. Interesting. That's so, very, okay, very yeah. interesting. Uh, also, just to clarify, I went back and checked, and yes, uh, bards prepare two cantrips. It says ah. they prepare two z- zero-level spells, two cantrips. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was very okay. interesting. Uh, moving yeah. on, if I could highlight our second-level ability for our cleric, because I think this is this is quite a big uh, a new thing, uh, which yes. was, was not there before, which is you get to pick a holy order. I'm kind of imagining from what I've read here that this is basically like your fighting style if you're a fighter. Uh, this is like mm-hmm. your, um, you know, like an, like an additional bonus through training, as opposed to like yep. any like innate elvid- ability. Eldritch something or other if you're a warlock because yeah. you get to do like pact it's your Eldritch pact you can do the pact of the chain pact of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, blade invocations. So so this forth. is your Eldritch evocations right um oh no the invocations are separate oh is that a separate uh, wait um, they may be evo they're your they're your pact it's your pact your pact yeah because you can do yeah you can have different Eldritch pacts that you make so uh yeah this is basically as part of your dedication these you gain uh, you can gain one of the following three uh options so you can be a protector which is your train for battle you gain uh proficiency with proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor Oof, that is a high ac cleric right there yeah uh, if well, you can get what, shields that's what you and heavy get armor, with you may remember when we went over the when we went over the clerics before, mm. they basically alternate between classes. Whether you go spell casty casty yes. or whether you go melee melee, where you get a bunch of like, uh, you get those armor. proficiencies. Mm-hmm. So now you can just choose to be any subclass, but mm-hmm. also have those proficiencies, which I think is good because it's just going to allow us to build out uh, different types of cle- like clerics without having to be like, well, I guess this has to just be like a skinny, easy to hit cleric because it says so. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So then another option we have is. Sc- Scholar, uh, which is basically studying uh, and teaching about the lore of gods and the multiverse. You gain proficiency with two of the following skills, arcana, history, nature, uh, persuasion, and religion. Um, uh, whenever you make an ability check... Oh, you're using either skill. Yeah, so basically you gain proficiency You can uh, in two uh, more uh, skills, which is good. Uh, I'm yeah, a big fan of this. That are not wisdom-based. Which are not well, wisdom-based. Interestingly enough, none of those skills are wisdom-based, and then you get a boost to them equal to your wisdom, wisdom modifier. Wisdom modifier, yeah. Which exactly. makes them viable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which means they're actually potentially useful, because otherwise, like, if you're a low charisma cleric, uh, you want to take persuasion, what's the point? But this is something yeah. that we brought up, I thought, in one of, one, of, one of my favorite episodes that we ever recorded, Jeremy, which is when we were discussing the kind of, like, mental stats uh, versus and, like, the physical stats and stuff. One of the big things that we kind of came up with is, like, what we were saying is that it'd be really fun to be able to have a bit more flexibility across the boundaries so that you could use, you know, your wisdom, you know, your, your you know, the experience, your guile to help you get past a guard rather than just being like, hey, I'm really charming and I want to, you know, yeah. uh, impress you with my words. So I, I'm a big, big fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get a Thaumaturg. Yes. Thaumaturg. Is that? Thaumaturge, I'd say. Thaumaturge. There we go. Uh, Delving deeper into your divine magical abilities, you can prepare one extra cantrip from the divine spell list. Uh, And in addition, you gain all... uh, You gain one expended use of your uh, channel divinity when you finish a short rest. Uh, So that's, again, pretty nice. uh, If you're... That's just like... Uh, getting back one of those uh, uses that we've just told you about. Plus also an extra cantrip... um, Mm-hmm. yeah not bad not bad at all not, not bad especially uh, we did, especially we, we should say level, real quick really useful to yes. have access to lots of cantrips because they don't yes. cost a like thing. spare the dying as an extra one and maybe oh. you're trying to pile on damage cantrips yeah because there'll always whatnot. be that one cantrip yeah. you're like oh mm, if i i kind of want that but it's just not quite good enough so boom there yeah. you go take the thaumaturge uh, I didn't want to say though. Uh, we did. We should mention clerics use the divine spell list. Mm. So, it, but you can use any spell uh, on the divine spell list. In contrast to say the bard, which uses the arcane spell list, but can only use some of the spells. It can only use ones from specific schools mm. of magic, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, Third level, you get your subclass. Yep. Which is a big change for the cleric because I believe normally you get that at level one. One. Currently. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will so now say, that's been, I like that they're standardizing that. Yeah, I think it's good that I'll it's standardized. And also, not only that, I just think that uh, we, we're getting more juice at earlier levels for the cleric to, to counteract it. I don't feel like I'd miss yes. it that much because we're getting Channel Divinity, which is better, uh, I think, because you've got more uses of it. Um, and we've also got Holy Order at second level. So I feel like I'm going to miss mm-hmm. n- not getting the cleric's um, 
early on. So I think that's absolutely fine. Fourth level as a feat, that's fine. In fact, actually, I could probably just say which le what, when we're getting feats. I don't know if this has changed. Uh, it's fourth, eighth, uh, twelfth, sixteenth, uh, and nineteenth. Is that different? Um, let me see. On the current one, it is fourth, eighth. 12th, yeah, I think it's exactly the same, 16th, 16th and 19th. And 16th, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's not changed. Uh, then, level 5, we get Smite, yeah, smite undead. undead. That sounds so like So instead fun. of Destroy Undead, <clears throat> instead of Destroy Undead, now it's Smite Undead. Uh, go ahead, Jasper. Okay, uh, so you can cause uh, you can cause your turn undead feature to smite the undying. Whenever you use turn undead, you can roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency and add the rolls together. Each undead that fails a save against uh, the use of turn undead takes that in radiant damage equal to the the, the roll of the dice. Okay, <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, uh, decent. So instead of <clears throat> destroying all undead below a certain CR, mm. now you just damage all of the undead. Because I guess above a certain CR, the undead suffer no ill effects other exactly. than being turned. Yeah. Uh, I think. I'd have to check. No, that, but that's pretty I know much that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I know that currently, and also destroy undead, I think currently doesn't, uh, let me see. So, yep, uh, it does, yeah, it does nothing to them if they're above a certain threshold. Uh, whereas now it's, you add a bunch of D8s equal to your proficiency which, bonus. So eventually, let's six D8s. Let's, and which, let's be honest, yeah. that's basically 12 D8s. Because if it's undead, it's probably going to have a uh, vulnerability to radiant. Like a lot of undead. There's a chance, yeah. There's a lot there's of a, undead creatures that have radiant uh, sensitivities. I would say... It's probably one of the most common sensitivities or vulnerabilities, sorry, within the game monsters wise. I can't think mm -hmm. of one because like I'm even thinking like stuff that's like fire themed. They don't really tend to have like cold. Some cold things have fire. Yeah, there's a weaknesses few that do, but most of and them stuff, don't. but yeah. most of them don't. Whereas like a lot of the undead things that I've seen do tend to have. Uh, vulnerability yeah. to radiant damage, so it's or suffer from some ill effect from yeah, radiant like, damage. They can't, well. like they can't regain hit points. Yeah, exactly, stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, what do we have a seventh uh, level? Generally? Blessed strikes. Mm. Blessed strikes. That's basically the same as what you currently get, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, except that it used to, I think, depending on the subclass, you would get blessed strikes, and then other ones, I think, you would get something that would do the same thing, but for your cantrips. Right. I believe, but this does both. Hey. <laughs> so when a creature takes damage <laughs> from one of your cantrips, or when your attacks or your attacks with weapons, you can deal one d8 radiant damage to the creature uh, once per turn. Essentially, that's fun. Once I per your turn, you can love the fact that you can stack this on a cantrip. That's really fun. Yeah, I just just it makes cantrips wise. more viable. Exactly, it makes cantrips a lot more viable and. If you're clever about this, I feel like you could do some fun stuff here. You know, green flame blade mm -hmm. or something like this with a stacked with a bit of radiant damage. I mean, pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Or sacred flame or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really nice. absolutely. Uh, um, holy order at level nine. You mm -hmm. pick a second holy order, uh, which uh, very interesting that they're allowing you to uh, sort of. Uh, diversify your mm. character that way because normally it's like you pick the one but now it. it's like oh you're you're maybe you want to be like i want to be a heavy duty high armor cleric right off the bat it's like cool and then later on you're like but i also want to be a little bit more of a skill monkey and Ooh. so you start you take scholar after that and then you get more proficiencies uh so it's nice yeah um and then see. oh 11 level this is yes. huge yes Yo, so this is huge divine intervention is uh, at 11th level. So you call in your deity um, and you ask them to intervene on your behalf uh, when the need is great. As an action, you describe the assistance you seek, you roll a percentile die, which is your D100. Uh, and if you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, the divine power intervenes. The DM chooses the nature of the intervention, the effect of the divine, uh, the effect of any divine spell is appropriate. Um, if the intervention occurs, you can't use this feature again for 2d6 uh, days. Otherwise, you can use it again after a long rest. Um, yes. As, and this is a current cleric level. You get it, or yeah. cleric ability. You get it level 10. Mm. But the, the two big differences that I wanted to highlight with this. Mm. Number one, 
you can recharge potential. The recharge is not seven days. Originally, it was just seven days, or sure. rather, currently, it's seven days. This is two d six days, so it could, so it could be, be as few as two days, mm -hmm. as many as twelve days. Yep. <laughs> but another big thing is it it hit me uh, is because they have moved all of the capstone abilities from level twenty to level eighteen. You now automatically succeed on divine intervention at level eighteen. Oh, I've just seen. I've just seen that. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. And you get it back after two D four days. Whoa. Which I don't I don't think that change ever occurred. I think that uh, makes that puts late game clerics up there as one of the strongest, for sure. Because that is just that it, it's a Hell Mary every couple days. That just yeah. works. <laughs> that just potentially yeah. every two days. <laughs> that just works. <clears throat> yeah. That's a maximum of eight. Like that's, you're going to get an average of every four days. Yeah. You can just have something succeed. <clears throat> yeah. Like that's, that's wild. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this version of the cleric. I don't think, like, I think that I, personally, I have preferred a lot of the new versions of classes to the mm -hmm. current ones. Yep. I think the new bard is really interesting. It makes some, uh, I would say some overall improvements. The new ranger obviously makes some big improvements. Uh, I know people were upset that the rogue cannot sneak attack as often. Uh, so in some games, maybe that's less good. I would say the rogue is probably more of a lateral move overall for mm -hmm. me personally. Uh, but a lot of the other ones, yeah, I think I would say this is a better cleric. The yeah. flexibility with cantrips is just an overall improvement. The improved, uh, the overall improved, uh, the child um, divinity, I think, child divinity is the standout because yeah. just just being able to actually like innate ability to heal. You know, we've 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 had this discussion before how the fact that you know paladins, you've got lay on hands, and I'm just like, where is this resource for the clerics? Like this is yeah. you know fifty percent of like the clerics deal. You know, uh, is yeah. healing. It, you know, if you want it to be most of the clerics are kind of geared in that in that way you know they are the kind of atypical healer and they have like they didn't feel like they really had any innate healing it felt like you could take it if you wanted it but you could choose not to which just felt like a little odd so i'm glad mm -hmm. that there feels like there's some innate healing and also that it's really good like at the end of the day you know when you're getting like it scales pretty like pretty well i mean at 10th level you know or uh, ninth level you're looking at 48 of healing yeah that's good that's pretty good that's or really damage good. no damage that's and you really have four good. uses so theoretically yeah. if they keep failing you would yeah. be at the very even if they succeed that's uh 16 d8s halved yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not that bad it's really good and uh, that's healing a code of gold well. it's yeah it's really really that's, really that's really, a code really of gold good. right there so. uh so and yeah yeah scale it with a proficiency it's great like it it makes it a, it makes it a worthy ca like cornerstone ability i think of a class yeah um, whereas can you imagine if they also threw on for the uh for the what is it the blessed strikes if it was also you threw it on to your uh channel divinity Oof. feature nah that would that be, would that, that would start that, to get where it's like this may like, be a little whoa, this may be a little whoa. that extra d8 <laughs> <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little much yeah, but yeah that's a little much uh they have the life domain cleric in here i have not gone through it in great great detail but it looks pretty similar to the current one uh except you start getting abilities at third level and finish at 14th level instead of starting getting abilities at fourth level uh they have domain spells i think those may be different i'd have to look yeah the list of uh, the list of sp uh, the list of domain spells is different you get lesser restoration prayer of healing mass healing word revivify aura of life death ward greater restoration and mass cure wounds originally you get bless cure wounds lesser restoration spiritual weapon uh spiritual weapon is the one where you bonus action and can attack um uh speaking of hope revivify death ward guardian of faith mass cure wounds and raise dead so a, a different uh, list of spells, but I would say not. Uh, yeah, just check out the rest for yourselves. We don't have time to go through all of it right now, but there yeah. are some differences. It seems comparable, I would Ooh. say. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, should we move on to the species? Yes, absolutely. Uh, oh, one thing I will throw out there is this is kind of cool. Because of the improved channel divinity ability, you can now uh, use your channel divinity to uh, heal creatures, like multiple creatures at a time, instead of just one. So you can expend one use of your channel divinity and restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level, and then spread that amongst creatures. 
Ooh. Uh, and you could theoretically uh, now it can bring it can only bring a creature's hit current hit points to no more than half its hit point maximum. So it's only really useful if if everybody's low, right? Uh, but you could just like. It, I, it's it's extra healing, especially at you get this at sixth level. Mm. So that means that you get thirty points of healing that you can do up to three times. Yeah. So that's like another mm. ninety points of healing. And that's that you uh, get. So potentially bringing that a, bring a couple of people back from uh, from death saves, uh, which you know, yeah, as from I've, the brink. From as we've as we mentioned during the paladin uh, deep dive, it, it's one of the most baller abilities is the fact that is just keep always have like a couple hit points in the tank just so that you can bring someone back to one so being yep. able to share those out is very useful uh yep so yeah species i'm pretty yeah. stoked about this jeremy uh yeah do you like, like the change do you like that we've changed i like i like this change and i'm excited about this change and i'm excited about what i could potentially play uh, this but is jasper be aren't you you're supposed to be really angry that they didn't pick lineage that's because true. despite the fact that they recognized that right. race was not a good word and mm. tried to change something that apparently they had consulted people about, uh, it's it's not good enough, Jasper. It's not good enough. Uh, which is, by the way, I'm not saying that you can't <laughs> be like, this isn't good enough, and you have to like species. It's mm. just, I don't know. It, it, every time they make it... Well, honestly, I feel like even if they'd have picked lineages, people still would have gotten Pre mad. Probably, yeah, they, they would have gotten mad. <laughs> or ancestry. Yeah, people would have, people would have never gone mad if you said ancestry. Or folk. <laughs> you, I, I would have gotten mad with folk yeah, i hate folk, when people yeah. use that word half the time uh or when people or uh what is another one i've seen people's kin that's another kin? one that people like to use uh, kin okay just like okay, okay. i'm just honestly more uh, excited about some of the species that we get that's that's the thing yeah <laughs> well uh, i feel like we do have as a as a diversity podcast mm. that talks about racism in dnd we have to at least mention yeah. the change because they felt it was important enough mm -hmm. to actually put out a separate statement yes. about the change oh, okay uh, the ch this I, I didn't I, okay i didn't i didn't catch this so please fill me in yes uh i will in fact i will go to dnd beyond right now and find you uh i'll try and find us the species change hopefully it is still uh still visible on here uh because they, they i think it was um it yes moving on from race in one D D. um so essentially uh i won't read the whole the whole whole thing uh but essentially they're saying they they're trying to evolve to meet the needs of the players uh foster an inviting space for all people they recognize that race is problematic uh that has prejudiced links between real world people the fantasy peoples of D, &D worlds uh and they've decided they're going to change it so mm -hmm. they have since the release of fifth edition they've made the conscious decision to reduce the ra usage of the term race to only apply to the game mechanic and they're now mm -hmm. taking it a step further where now they're saying you can you, you we've separated on uh, uh ability scores from your playable race uh, with Tasha's uh, and they started to introduce, they don't mention it in here, but they introduced the idea of lineages in um, Van Richten's guide to Ra Ravenloft. Uh, and now they have one D and D they are changing it uh, to species. Uh, they apparently, let's see. Um, it says, I thought they said something specifically about having, yes. Uh, I will read this, this part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, a one D&D uh, gives us an opportunity to go deeper into every component of Dungeons & Dragons. The immense I interest and level of feedback across the first few playtest material releases shows us the value in having an open dialogue with our community about everything related to the game. Uh -huh, in the next uh -huh. Unearthed Arcana, which is the one we're reading right now, we're presenting a replacement for the term race. That new term is species. We know this is an important change to D&D, one that requires an open conversation with our community. We want to be clear about a few things as we playtest the new term. We have made the decision to move on from ra using the term race everywhere in one D&D, and they do not intend to return to the term, the term species was chosen in close coordination with multiple outside cultural consultants. And in the survey for this, uh, uh, you'll be able to give feedback with the f which right. I believe as of I think feedback is open right now. Uh, yes, it went live. Uh, the survey went live on the December twenty first. So as of recording this and if you hearing it, you can give feedback on the term species. I don't think it's the best word they could have used because it does introduce weird, like, genetic stuff where it's like, well, they're just an inferior species of blah, 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 blah. But I do agree yeah, it's better than race, at least I, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I think my initial reaction to this is just that I... Um, ooh, okay. Sorry, two sec. Oh, there we go. I think I think we're back. Apologies. My uh, size go weird there. 
my initial reaction to this is that um i agree that it potentially opens the door for bad faith kind of like oh this species is better than that species or whatever uh, or it's an inferior species but i also kind of feel like that is we're then we're then worrying about the kind of people that we don't want playing the game do you know what i mean who like who like people mm-hmm. who who are going to take things in bad faith regardless and i think probably would have done so the thing that i like about species and i will say this i prefer i think there's something that i prefer with species over lineages actually is purely that i do think that species does remove the cultural element for me which for me feels like Mm. more of a contentious subject than with lineage because you can have a cultural lineage exactly you can have cultural lineages there's like you can't have a cultural species exactly yeah exactly that's what (laughs) i think so for me i think personally it gets around the ickier subject of culture Mm. because i think that's been where a lot of the issue biggest issues are like even though that like yes. a lot of them have been tied up in the physical anatomy of uh an orc or whatever it may be i think that a lot of the issues i've had is because they're then making that orc a reference to a culture or to a people yes and their culture and they're equating them yeah, yeah equating yeah. the two inflating the two exactly whereas i feel like yeah. this for me it gets around that whereas i feel like even with lineages and again i think it really works for like say like a wagadu because i think that game is built around uh it's built around ancestry mm-hmm. it's built around you know it literally is built around th- that as like a, almost like a core mechanic there's so much baggage with Dun- with dungeons and dragons that i feel like i don't yeah. know whether lineages would have felt like the right term for me personally right. well even in wagadu you can change lineage because it is yeah. tied to your culture yeah like lineage is heavily tied to your culture and belief system mm. in wagadu everybody's species is human but sure. your lineage defines like who is where you're getting your powers from yeah, yeah uh yeah. and that you can change that mm. so i would say yeah i i can see where you're coming from i do not disagree perhaps ancestry might be a nice middle ground mm-hmm. uh because it doesn't ancestry does not feel science uh sci-fi as some people have pointed out with uh species i can see where yeah it, it feels i mean race obviously with its use in lord of the rings feels more fantasy yeah. uh and of course a lot of things since lord of the rings species is not typically used in fantasy as much so i can see where they they might have that argument. Uh, people have also said mixed species uh, uh, characters might be harder to push through because a lot of people think that species cannot interbreed or cannot uh, have uh, produce um, fertile offspring. Neither of which are true. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of hybrids that are out there that can reproduce. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, including uh, apparently Pizzly and Growler Bears can all, because uh, we haven't settled on a name yet, but they can reproduce. And they are a combination of Grizzly and Polar Bears, which are very much different species of bear. Um, uh, uh, coyotes and wolves and dogs can all interbreed. I mean, wolves and dogs is like, that's basically the same thing. But yeah, when it yeah, comes sure. to coyotes and wolves, they can interbreed and produce fertile offspring. There are other examples of this happening in nature. So mm. anyway, I would I agree can, with I you. Can absolutely, uh, I can absolutely understand why people come at saying that there's like the, the scientific feel of the word feels a little weird but like for me personally when i think i can understand a hundred percent why they've selected this word when so much of the reaction to a lot of the stuff they've put out in the past has been because the uh, because it's been so tied to culture i can understand Mm -hmm. them being like we are just going to step away from that 100 percent like get away from that completely and if we have to slightly you know what i mean like slightly sterilize this part of the game in that sense Mm -hmm. i think that personally i think this is the path of least resistance for them which when you're trying to make a game which is appealing to the masses in the way that this is i think that's the best choice um yeah i think it's fine i i I will say even my earlier comments that were uh pretty tongue-in-cheek i my frustration is not with people saying i don't really like this one as much uh my frustration is like uh, just being on twitter and seeing how angry people get like it's not just like well hey this is a clear improvement but i honestly think that we could have done something better like i'm glad that you're trying but Mm. like i i personally don't prefer this version versus like oh well you're just screwing it up again it's two (laughs) step forward one step back yeah oh who are these cultural consultants you've been speaking it's like oh my goodness yeah (laughs) like guys they're trying to do the thing that we want them to do this is not set in stone yeah we need to give give your feedback 
back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. We need to some, yeah, exactly. They, they, they're giving very clear, uh, a very clear uh, route for, to get feedback to, 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 you know, they're being very open and saying that they want to listen. They want to, you know, make sure that, uh, that they're, they're, they're just kind of stepping in the right direction, all of that kind of thing. So there's a space for, to, for you to direct all of this. There's absolutely a space for you to direct all of this. You should do that. Um, yeah. Uh, and, now can we talk about the species? Sorry, I know that we're sidetracked. Let's talk about species. No, 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 no. That, no, I think that was really important. I think that was a really important conversation. You're absolutely right. Um, but let's talk about yeah. species because I'm very, very excited about the Ardling. Yeah, uh, Ardling. So uh, the the uh, I guess the new counterpart to the Tiefling in some ways uh, that they are introducing. You can it's a humanoid. You start. You can either choose small or medium. This is very interesting. They actually have a they actually have a height range listed next to the words, which I don't. Ugh think they currently have no, uh, but small three to four feet no. tall yeah uh medium is considered four to seven around four to seven feet tall uh small is considered around uh three to four feet tall you can choose that when you select the species speed 30 feet lifespan 200 years on average um oh i, I realized that i completely glossed over the lore stuff because i don't usually care much about that essentially the lore sure. stuff is that in the celestial planes there are uh, as part of the cosmology there are celestial animals that are in the beast lands uh they serve the beast lords and mm -hmm. over time Time. Uh, Ardlings will often, like, in the early days of multiverse, some of those uh, celestial animals evolved into bipedal forms. And some of those are Ardlings. So they're people with beast-like heads, keen senses, and an innate connection to divine magic. And then long ago, the ancestors of the current-day Ardlings migrated to the material plane, so that now they live on a bunch of different worlds. They typically have a head, uh, they, well, it says it has a head resembling that of an animal. Depending on the animal, they may also have some fur, feathers, scales. Uh, some are little some are huge oh they say you use the term hulking which is probably better because uh, it's more evocative uh, and they are mm. as varied as the animals they resemble and then right off the bat you get to choose your animal ancestry uh, this is basically yep. like if you've ever wanted to just straight up be a furry in D&D, this is like, yep. here you go. If you are a furry and you wanted to be like, I want to be a, any anthropomorphic animal in D&D, yep. here you go. And they have and categories for you. Honestly, this this is this is something that I've been sitting there just being like, this is like low-hanging fruit. Why has this not been here since day one? Like, <laughs> Instead it, of introducing a separate race for every, for or separate every species single, for every how, animal. Like, I genuinely got to a point where I was like, how long are we going to keep doing this? When that, I think it was around when they came up with the Leonin, I was like, really, guys? Like, are we gonna... <laughs> we already have cats. We have cats. We could be a lion kind of already. We've got hippo yeah. people now. Okay. We're just gonna keep yeah. going. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, we got... We got <laughs> let's see. Running oh, yeah. through. We got hippos. We got rabbits. We got, we got cats. Birds. We got lions. We got birds. But we got birds and owls and <laughs> oh, ravens. Yep. Yeah. yeah, birds, owls, uh, ravens. Or just corvids in general. Yeah. Uh, and even more lizards. beyond... Oh, fish people. Lizards. Yeah, lizards. Fish people. Uh, we got turtle people. We got <laughs> elephant people. Like, <laughs> there's so many. So uh, many. Now... This can be just the catch-all. This uh, is just the catch-all now. Be, and, and they separate them into four easy categories. You can be a climber, uh, which they list examples. Bear, cat, lizard, squirrel. You have something that lets you climb, like hooked claws, a sharp, na sharp nails, or a serpentine tail. And you have a climb speed equal to your speed. They, don't, they say speed now instead of walking speed. And once per turn, when you deal damage with your unarmed strike to a target, you can increase the damage to that target by an amount equal to your proficiency bonus. Cool. Okay. I, the climb speed. I, I would be yeah. there for the climb, climb speed, speed, unless you're a monk or yeah. something. It's just the climb speed. Uh, yeah. Flyer, so bat, eagle, owl, raven, etc. Uh, you have vestigial wings. As a result, when you fall at least 10 feet, you can use your reaction to safely glide downward, taking no damage from the fall. In addition, when you take the jump action, you can flap your wings to gain advantage on that action's ability check. Because actually, if you look through, they've introduced more complex jump rules in this, oh, in this uh, expansion. Uh, so take a look at those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're interesting. We're, we're not um, going to sit and talk about the jump rules. <laughs> you can, you can no. discuss uh, you can discover, discover that on your own time. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to be jumping, these will help you with these that. Will help you so with instead of getting a flying speed, you can glide down and take. You get slow fall essentially, sure. which I actually I like. I like. It. I think that's cool. Yeah, you get yeah, racer. Yeah. 
dog, deer, horse, a, high tr- a triceratops. Triceratops. This is like races. wild. I'll re- I'll, We're stretching. I'll, it was honestly the, 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 the racer. It was it was bear, cat, lizard, squirrel, bat, eagle, owl, raven, deer, dog, horse, triceratops, <laughs> and not only that, triceratops in racer. There is yeah. a plethora of dinosaurs that I would have put into the racer category before. Put a Gallimimus or something. Like, literally, <laughs> like, so many. If, even a Velociraptor, a igu- it's in the name. That's what I mean, Velociraptor. <laughs> even a freaking Iguanodon is probably more of a racer than a freaking well, Triceratops. Well, I don't know that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are just it's like just big the... old rhinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, and rhinoceroses tanks. are, well... Yeah, right. Yeah, they rhinos. Fast, they're, sure. Rhinos are fast, but uh, but yeah, when you take the dash action, your speed increases for that action. This speed, in, this increase equals ten times your proficiency that's bonus. That's not a triceratops. So like a rogue, uh, that's not no. a triceratops. I'm sorry, no. it's not. <laughs> uh, triceratops would be like charger. Yes, not charger. racer. Charger. Charger. Something like that. Yes. Uh, but uh, that increase for like a rogue where, or a monk, where you can take the dash action as a bonus action, mm. the uh, ten times your proficiency bonus. So at level one, you have a twenty foot increase whenever you whenever you dash, maxing out at sixty foot increase whenever you dash at like level twenty or whenever you get every time uh, you dash whenever proficient. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. So you you start with a fifty foot dash and end with a ninety foot dash, and that's barring any other speed increases. Monks. Uh, <laughs> So, monks. Yeah, monks where you have like a 60 foot walking speed to begin with and you're <laughs> dashing for 120 feet without using <laughs> any like nobody's hasted you nobody <laughs> you're not a to yeah like wild like you couldn't be a tabaxi oh with this, my but. god although maybe you're a tabaxi ardling you're half tabaxi half ardling and you, you can take those just, two features you could just honestly make a quickling build with that like you could yeah. just turn yourself into a quickling that's just Sonic wild. the Hedgehog. Yeah, there's your racer. There. They should have put Hedgehog just, there instead should, of Triceratops. Oh, that would have been funny as well, though. Like that, like I'm annoyed yeah. at them for not putting Hedgehog there because that would have been legitimately hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and Burrower, you could throw Burrower in here because we don't have that, but we do have Swimmer. Mm-hmm. You could hold your breath for up to an hour at a time, and you have a swim speed equal to your speed. In addition, you have resistance to cold damage. Looking at all of these, I think Swimmer is Swim probably. Is the best. The best. Yeah, uh, racer can be good if you, depending on what class you're doing. Yeah. Uh, flyer also, if you, especially if you're in a campaign where falling is a serious risk, like sure. a frequent risk, yeah. uh, mechanically speaking. And a climber is never bad. It's never bad to have a climb speed. So no. all of these are good. I, I think to um, most, the thing that I like about this the most is just as a DM, I'm quite interested and excited to be like, cool, what kind of animal do you want to play? Let's see if mm-hmm. we'll just make you one of these. Like, because I yeah. absolutely could be like, oh, you want a borrowing speed? Fine. Uh, you want to, you know, like there's a lot of things I can imagine uh, that you could do. Yep. You know, you want to be an electric eel man uh, and yep. do a, like a D4 of electricity damage when people touch you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, that's the thing. You know, when we look at, There's a a way, there's a mechanism, there's a mechanism that could allow for that because divine magic is the next ability. So you can innately channel minor divine magic. You know the thaumaturgy spell, but whenever you finish a long rest, you can replace thaumaturgy with a different cantrip, zero level spell from the divine spell list. Okay. So if you were going to, if you're going to break this free of the divine spell list for your electric eel character, they could be a swimmer who gets shocking grasp. Boom. Look at that. And and you could do this. Like, this is a pretty effective way to reproduce a lot of different kinds of animals. Yeah, that's what uh, you get to choose. I was thinking there's a lot of ways that you could f- flavor uh, these cantrips and stuff to, you know, just to kind of boost or be, you know, act as the uh, an animal's, like, you know, pre-natural abilities uh, that, a lot yes. of, that a lot of things have. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you can choose intel- intelligence, wisdom, charisma as your spellcasting ability for any spell you cast with this trait. Uh, you can choose the ability when you select the species. So, again, we have that flexibility. I I know that some people – I haven't seen it, but I imagine some people would get upset because they're like, well, you just innately have magic? It's like, well, you're a magic person. Yeah. You're a magic person who lives to 200 years. You're descended from celestials. Yeah. It makes sense that, like, a little bit of the magic stuck with you. I think that's absolutely fine by me. You're and then you elf. have proficiency in the perception skill. 
that's fine by me as well. Absolutely I don't. I, I like this. And this also, cool. I think there's ways that you can play with this that it's not magic per se, but just mechanically it works as magic. But like, yeah. there's absolutely ways that I would be more than happy to just be like, this is just like an innate ability that you have as like a the electric, electric eel. eel. You know, that's fine. <laughs> you just that you have things in your body that allow you to produce electricity. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, the next one. This is a big one because mm. I'm I'm thinking it, it's looking like all of these may be in the player's handbook, sure. and I, I think Dragonborn were originally the player's handbook. But my man, bro, they changed the Dragonborn. Yeah, they changed they, the they changed them. They yep. made them better. Yeah, they 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 adopted some some great changes here. So mm-hmm. they uh, the, your humanoid, your medium speeds thirty feet, your lifespan eighty years on average. Um, I did not look into I because again I don't care that much about the the lore behind the, the Dragonborn. Yeah, like- the law will be whatever the law of your campaign is. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I have I've so rarely ever looked at the lore, the official uh, lore for any Dragonborn, of the Dragonborn. I feel like Dragonborn that feels very specific to a campaign. You know, like how Dragonborns got yeah. there and came to be and whatever. Like, I, I think I've I've homebrewed at least three different worlds that I can think of, and all three of them have very different Dragonborn related lore. Uh, yes. Like, in fact, the one that we made together, Dragonborns aren't even yes. necessarily native uh, to like they don't they can't be like they're not born they're like yeah made. they're not born they're Did, made yeah so to me so I think it's a very very different thing I think we can absolutely gloss over the <laughs> Dragonborn uh, yeah cool. that's fine um the 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 next big change though that they did make is so your breath weapon which I think was a necessary improvement the current mm. Dragonborn like the base Dragonborn that you get in the player's handbook what your breath weapon is depends on what your ancestry is but that also depends on like whether it's a 15 foot cone or a 5 by 30 foot line <sighs> that you have and whether it's a con save or a deck save etc this time uh, also I think it, I think it requires a whole action uh, yes, the current version requires a whole action to use, mm. which makes it really not viable if you're like a, a good melee fighter with two attacks mm-hmm. or you have like a spell cast that you, you know, you basically once you once you gain a few levels, it's really not very viable. Now, when you take the attack action on your turn, you can replace one of your attacks with an exhalation of magical energy in either a 15 foot cone or a 30 foot line that is five feet wide. So you get Perfect. to choose. It's always a deck save yep. that they have to make against uh, your your. It's uh, eight plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. They take one d10 damage on a failed save uh, or half as much. And it increases by one d10 when you reach level five, level 11, and level 17. Nice. In contrast to the current Dragonborn, which uh, starts as... 2d6 increases to 3d6 at at uh 6th level 4d6 at 11th level and 5d6 at 16th level so 5d6 versus 4d10 um i would take the 4d10 yeah <laughs> like great. that's the yeah i, I would take that i, I like this I'd better also one of the things that i love just about the language of this is just that you can when you take the attack action you can replace one of the attacks which therefore means if you're playing as a fighter or something and you have something where it says when you take the attack action you can do x it means that you can yes. still use those abilities because there's a lot of things for instance like i think it's like two weapon fighting you have to take the attack action in order to use that mm. as your bonus action so yeah. normally it would mean that if you did like a spell or a breath weapon or something like that, you wouldn't then be able to do your bonus action like combo or whatever. Whereas with this, yeah. it's saying very specifically that if it says if it mentions having a using an attack action, you're using an attack action and as a part, and this is just a part of that, which I think is nice. Yeah. I think it's really really clever, uh, and I like it. I completely agree. Uh, you have more uses as well. You can use it a, a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. You regain all on a long rest. Uh, that is the big, big change. Well, no, there's one other big, big change. Because uh, you do still have resistance to the damage type determined by your draconic ancestry trait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have dark vision uh, with a range of 60 feet. Oh, what's which, this? Which uh, I don't... Uh, yeah, you did not originally have dark vision yeah. no. with the dragonborn. So you get dark vision now, Silly. but then... And then, oh, what's this? Draconic flight. Is this draconic? Sorry, did you say? Did you say draconic flight, Jeremy? Did you say? Yes, uh, yes, I did. Flight. Uh, because that sounds. Yes, that sounds like you're teasing me with a good time there, Jeremy. So, what is this? <laughs> At fifth level, you learn how to channel the magical energy of a draconic ancestry to give yourself temporary flight. As a bonus action, you sprout spectral wings on your back that last for 10 minutes or until you are incapacitated or you retract the wings as a bonus action. During that time, you have a fly speed equal to your speed. Your wings appear to be made of the energy used by your breath weapon. Once you finish this trait, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. 
why why is this great <laughs> why is this why you don't why, like this why did they went no i, I love it oh. why do they have to go and make this amazing oh right i love uh, yeah. it yeah okay is, i was like why I didn't you we already were, have this i thought you I guess partly what i'm wondering is why we didn't why you're not no, this is stuff? like this is like a yeah. shoe in. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, like yeah, a shoe in yeah. for this. Ah, I immediately uh, want to play a dragonborn. This is great. I really want to play a dragonborn now. This you is sprout fire wings. So <laughs> fucking sick. <laughs> you sprout wings made of acid or ice? Like acid wings? Ice wings? Ice my wings? Dudes? Ice Lightning wings? Come on! I'm not sure how the poison wings thing works. Maybe you just wing gaseous works. wings. Yeah, gaseous wings. I'm kind of imagining. Back. I'm kind, if anyone's watched uh, the latest season of Rick and Morty, the the piss man, whatever his name is, like I'm kind of imagining just like a jetpack <laughs> of urine or something. Jet <laughs> jetpack of poison uh, shoots out of your back or something. Just a fart machine. Just a fart machine. <laughs> uh, that just propels you through the air. Uh, however, you get around. This is great. This is yeah. great. Uh, this. This puts Dragonborns in the conversation for, like, yeah. there are some species, there are some builds around Dragonborn as a species, uh, which will be Baroque. <laughs> Baroque with this. Like, mm. the breath weapon as well, like, you know, you combine, I think this actually makes the Dragonborn, a, like, it used to be pretty good for, uh, like, spellcasters and stuff, but honestly, mm. as a marshal, you've got, 10 minutes of flying you've got a 30 foot d b a weapon that can do several d10 at higher levels mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. this is spicy this is it, yeah spicy. i really like it like it's good yeah. it's really really good they really boosted this up yeah i'm a huge fan of the changes that they and made. also like if you uh, take resistance if you're a brass dragon and have resistance to fire damage pfft, Come that's on. very good. That's really yeah. good. That's really good. Yeah. There's a lot of... Anything infernal is going mean. to usually There's be so dealing in fire, fire damage. Things. There's just so many fire things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely filthy. It's really uh, good. Speaking of filthy, the Goliath, mm. my dude, uh, without going into too, too much detail, mm -hmm. they've given them a speed of 30 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, still humanoid, but my man. They have transformed the Goliath. Okay, let's go. Let's you go, now let's get go. to pick what kind of giant you are descended from. So, and different ones give you different abilities. <laughs> Jasper's face as he sees this. Yes. So, what? you. What? Uh, some of these, yes. some of these yes. powers are ridiculous. What's happening? Yes. What? <laughs> so. As a you, you get a supernatural boon from your ancestry. You can use a this is a chosen benefit a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. You regain all expended uses on a long rest. We're just gonna run through them. Clouds jaunt, which is from a cloud giant. As a bonus action, you teleport magically up to thirty feet to an unoccupied <laughs> space. You can see. Fires burn, fire giant. When you hit a target with an attack roll and deal damage to it, you can also deal 1d10 fire damage to that target. Uh, frost chill for the frost giant. When you hit a target with an attack roll and deal damage, you can also deal 1d6 cold and reduce its speed by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. Hills tumble for the hill giant. When you hit a large or smaller creature with an attack roll and deal damage to it, you can knock them prone. That's ridiculous for an, uh, for a melee fighter. Oh for like a barbarian or even a Monk, when dude. you hit you and up, deal damage, and they, yeah, and they just stay prone, and you're just wailing on oh them. Oh my! Uh, for a fighter to action surge, and you're getting oh however many my. attacks with advantage, it's filthy. Uh, Stones endurance, we already know that one. Uh, that's from Stones gi Stone Giants. You take damage, you use your reaction to roll one d12, and add your. Oh, this is even better. Add your con modifier to the number rolled and reduce the damage by that total. I'd have to look to see. I don't see. think the original Goliath has this. Maybe the the Morden Canaan's version does. Sure. Like the the monsters, the master, uh, monsters of the multiverse might have that. Storm's thunder, uh, storm giant. When you take damage from a creature within sixty feet. You can use your reaction to deal 1d8 thunder damage to the creature. No save. They just take 1d8 what? thunder damage. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. We talking. Goliath we talking got now. better. Goliath yeah. got better. That's the versatility in this. Incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Teleport? I'm having to talk with Connie. 30 feet? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to ban this. Who she's gonna be? <laughs> who she's gonna crush you? Who like, she gets in touch with their with their storm roots? And it turns out like Dulabai Garud has a bunch of storm giants oh there, my and it's like, yeah, I can God. just if anyone hurts me, I hurt I them. Just, back. I hurt them back. One d eight every round. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, gee, wow, that's a that's a that's a glow up. 
that's a glow up from yeah. my Goliath friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, and bro, it doesn't end. It the glow does not end oh no. at fifth level. You gain the ability to supernaturally grow as a bonus action. You change your size to large, provided you're in a large enough space for ten minutes, on, or until you end it as a bonus action. During that time, you have advantage on strength checks, and your speed increases by ten feet. So that's forty-five feet for the record. Once you use this trait, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Now imagine your monk. Your hill oh. giant monk oh. boosting its speed oh. to at fifth level, which oh. I, I think at fifth level would already be 45. You boost it to 55, and now you're just running around Dude. the battlefield knocking everybody prone. Dude, you know what this is. If you, if, what is if, this? If, if, you, if, you if you're a monk, you turn into the attack titan. This, oh! is, this is what this is. Speed, yeah. power, endurance, you turn into the yeah. attack titan. This is That's true. dope. <laughs> This yeah, this is, is sick. So sick. I yeah. want this. Uh, I want to become a yeah. big, big boy. <laughs> yeah. Get, it's it's yeah. Dude, it's like a, a baby knight in some ways. A barbarian. <laughs> Get a grip, That's terrifying. man. Get a grip. Uh, Just a yeah. giant barbarian. Oh yeah. my gosh! Very very cool. Oh, uh, my and gosh. also you get powerful build, which is you have advantage on any saving throw you make to end the grappled condition on yourself. You also count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity. And the so that part's the exactly the same. But the grappled condition is something that we should. I'm just going to mention very quickly because it's not a should, super long. Should be used more is what we're saying. Yeah, well, yes. it's a new thing because I don't think the grappled condition is something that exists. Oh, okay. Uh, and as such, it, there's not like well, no, there, it is a condition but it's a different condition now right. so in order to grapple somebody like the grappling rules they propose different grapple rules as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. um essentially uh let me find really quickly uh grappled condition so your speed is zero you can't ch and cannot change you have disadvantage on attack rolls against any target other than the grappler the uh, the grappler can drag or carry you when it moves but they suffer the slowed condition which i believe just means their speed is cut in half uh unless you are tiny or two or more sizes smaller than the grappler and then while grappled you can make a dexterity or strength saving throw against the creatures the grapples uh, escape dc at the end of your turns ending the condition on yourself on a success uh the condition also ends if the grappler is incapacitated or if something removes you from the grappler's range and when the save dc they're referring to is the number that they roll in order to grapple you so i believe there's like a flat dc 15 check to grapple someone uh, now, like, you know, if you want to grapple someone, you ha I think it's like, let me see, um, I believe it's, uh, they, I think it's like you roll a grapple check, I mm. believe, and it has to hit like a DC 15 automatically, and then if you roll above that, then it gets changed to whatever, uh, I might be wrong about this, uh, let me see, um, Oh no, the other th no, you could just grapple somebody. Sorry, I was wrong. Hey. You if you if you uh you just auto grapple from what I can tell. So you can if you you make an unarmed strike right. and then you can choose to grapple and then if if you hit them, they are grappled just automatically and the grapple's escape DC equals your 8 plus your strength modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Whoa. Uh so yeah, and you can only grapple if the target is no more than one size larger than you and if you sure. have a hand free to grab them. Sure. Uh so yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh not bad. The Goliath, the versatility yeah, wow. they've introduced to this species. Goliath. Yeah, huge. Literally, it's huge. Uh, th some of this feels like homebrew almost. Like yeah. people, it literally feels like people <laughs> yeah. read the existing versions <laughs> and were like, "How can we make this cooler? Yeah, and give people more options." For yeah. me, that's how it feels. I'm hyped about all of these. I Very think cool. the Ardling honestly feels a little underpowered yes. compared to the <laughs> compared, compared to these to the two. Dragonborn compared to these yeah. two for sure, it's underpowered. Yeah. And the Goliath, yeah, the, you get versatility, but most of the stuff you get is not all that. Like the unarmed strike stuff with the climber, I personally feel is pretty meh. Mm -hmm. I think you could maybe make that any melee attack that you, like, it can incorporate your claws or when you hit with a melee attack as a bonus action, you right. can yeah. deal damage with your claws or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe with flyer, you could gain uh, you could gain rather than the jump check thing, you could just have a fly speed. Yeah, maybe. I think it wouldn't be or it broken. makes it broken. I don't know. Maybe it breaks I, it too much. I don't you know. could do the Daima thing where you have limited amounts of limited flight, amount flight per yeah. long rest. Yeah, I think that could yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Racer, I mean, just boost your speed, I think, higher. Just boost your speed and then keep the dash action thing. Yeah. Personally, yeah. That, I would Oh, say. definitely. You should make or your, maybe, your base speed higher, for sure. Maybe something like about not provoking opportunity attacks 
if Ooh. you dash at, or take the dash action or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, swimmer, I swimmer's actually not bad. The, the resistance to cold damage is not yeah. bad. No, that's pretty uh, nice. that one. That one's pretty. Yeah, good. Cut, cut but, cold. I, I'll take that. I'll take a resistance. Yeah, uh, I'll take a resistance there any day of the week. Um, yeah. Damn, this is good. This was good. I liked this one. Yeah. There's a lot we did not get into. There oh, yeah. are multiple spell changes yep. that we we don't have time to get no, into. No. Absolutely go take a look at this. Yes. Take a look at this document. They have the full divine spell list. Uh, they have, I believe, all of the spell lists here. They have some new <laughs> epic level feats. Uh, uh, again, I refuse. I refuse. not sure how I feel about them. I refuse. Uh, I don't. There's the epic boon of fate, which is when another creature that you can see within 60 feet of you makes a d20 Bro. test. You can roll a d10 and apply the number rolled as a bonus or a penalty to the d20 roll. But you could only use it again. Or you can only use it once per initiative or once per short or long rest. I really don't think there needs to be more uses of this. Yeah, it's so uh, weird, the- bro. It's true so sight, weird. the epic boon of true sight. You just have true sight out to a range of 60 feet. That's nice. It's fine. <laughs> Again, it's fine. I don't. It's fine. I don't feel it's epic. epic. None it's of these feel epic. epic to me. It's not epic. Um, yeah. But for fear of making me want to curl up into another ball and think about epic boons for far longer than I should, uh, Jeremy, where can people <laughs> find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one. That's Cobb with two B's and the number one. Uh, you can also find me on Hive with the same tag. Uh, you can find me somewhere on Instagram. Do it. Uh, join Emily Axford, uh, Joan Miller. I think the Three Black Halflings account also may yep, follow me. I know that. Yep. I'm pretty sure Jasper does. Shamani Boondell follows me. Ew. I think Johnny follows me now. Ew. I think Liv follows me. I don't know who else Ew. does, but it makes me so happy whenever a new person follows me. Uh, I'm not sure how any of them are finding me, but it makes me happy whenever it does happen. So but it's happening. Join jo- all. How many how many followers do I have? Um, 101 followers can't be wrong. Hey. So join me. Come follow me. I have not posted a single image as of the recording of this. Maybe I will have Maybe. by then. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Go check it out. Sweet. Uh, you can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, you can follow the show at the number three Black Halflings. That's the number three Black Halflings. Uh, you can check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash TB Halfling, which is where we have a bunch of bonus content, including live streams, hangouts, and bonus episodes. And we have an amazing merch as well. If you head over to DFTBA uh, store and search for three Black Halflings, or you can just check the link below. Uh, and uh, I think probably the last thing to say is that we'll be back at D&D in the castle. So- so don't forget, uh, if you want to come and hang out with us for a few days and play some amazing Dungeons and Dragons, then you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, both myself and Jeremy will be DMing uh, at uh, yep. the uh, first round of the new year, which will be the 6th to the 10th of March. Uh, so come along and check that out and come hang out with us. It will be most excellent. But yes. until such a time, or until we talk to you next week, so long, Shia folk. So long, Shire.